Welcome back to FinTalk brought to you by Vermin. Here we discuss pressing topics in fintech, regtech, covering regulatory, collateral, and digital across banking and insurance and finance. Vermin has been proud to deliver innovative software solutions in the industry with stability and cost efficiency for our global Rostock clients. With over 20 years of trusted transformation in finance and insurance, we're bringing industry's top expertise to FinTalk. I'm Jared Akta, and I'll be your host for this podcast. Welcome back to FinTalk, brought to you by Vermic. I'm your host, Jared Akta. Uh, so today, we're on, uh, we're on a boat, uh, and I have with me Deborah Young, CEO from RegTech Association. Welcome, Deborah. Thank you very much for having me. Very nice to be here on this lovely boat. Unique experience. Eh? Very much so. You were recently at uh, Vermic's Future Fit event as a keynote speaker, so there were some really key notes that you picked up from there. And I, I want to just dive into a lot of that. And before I dive into that, I want to talk about your passion for RegTech and why RegTech is so important for you. It's a great question. I really think that we can sometimes get caught up in the hype of the technology and who's the buyer and who's the seller. But actually, my passion is driven because this is about consumers and people like your mum and dad and their right to trust. So that might be trust with their financial institution. It could be trust with their law firm. But no matter their dealing, they deserve to have trust. And I feel passionate about RegTech because I believe that RegTech brings that layer of trust, not just for financial institutions, but any regulated industry. And so it helps not only create the trust, but also stability and safety in the overall system. Um, you mentioned during your keynote about collaboration. You know, we're and from Mermeg, are a big believer in collaboration, and you kind of strongly emphasise your experience and why you think it's so important as well. I think it's really important. It's like most things. It's really important to understand each player in the ecosystem and what is driving them, what are the opportunities, what are the challenges, and then it's our job to help that coalesce. And so most of the members of our ecosystem, we provide programs, I guess, that help them come together to understand the innovation and to understand what RegTech solutions are. So it's mostly, it's regulators, it's the regulated institutions, and it's the software vendors, and then oftentimes government as well. They're the four pillars of that ecosystem, and it's so important that they collaborate, particularly in this time of technological advancement and change, and things are changing very rapidly. So it's really important that we all stay abreast and we keep communicating. It's really important. I just want to come back to you and your role. So you're CEO at RegTech Association. For the people that don't know, who are they and what do you do? So about six years ago, we established the association because there was a clear dysfunction happening where there was no easy way, if you had a RegTech solution and were selling a RegTech solution, there was no easy way for you to approach your potential client base. Now, whether that be an institution or a regulator, there was no easy way to do that. And so we created the association to create a community to elevate the voice of RegTech to be a peer alongside regulators and institutions and to have an equal say in what was happening. And so the association really started with just a small number of vendors. And over the last six years, we've built that out now to about 170 organizations around the world. We are nonprofit and we only exist 
to help accelerate the adoption of RegTech and to give regulators and institutions confidence within our global centre of excellence. So we would like to say that the members of our association, like Vermeg, are part of this global centre of excellence. And so it gives overall confidence to everyone that the members of our association are going to have uh, credible products that are tested, that have a track record, and are being run by very experienced practitioners. Fantastic. I want to talk about regulation because we spoke at the FutureFit conference about uncertainty from the regulator point of view as well as the institution point of view. What's your experience of that and how do you think that's going to impact the industry as a whole, both from a regulator and from an institution? Yeah, so I think back to the earlier point about collaboration, it's absolutely critical that regulators keep their doors open. They need to be constantly listening and learning. They need to be constantly looking at the options, not only for their for the monitoring that they do, but it can also be for their own application of technology to enable them to do a faster a faster job with more transparency. And so I think it's really critical that regulators stay apace. And one of the ways that they can do that is to interact with us and they can be part of a safe community and they can see the technological advancements that are being made around specific areas of reg tech that might impact them. And for the institutions as well, it's really important that they also stay abreast of the different options in reg tech and having the regulators kind of there, even if only to observe that we all come together and coalesce. So everybody is, you know, staying on top of a very diverse universe of different solutions. You know, historically, regulators opening their doors to institution is it's never been the easiest thing. Have you seen that happen around you know, your experience around the globe? Are you seeing that starting to happen now, starting to open their doors a little bit more to, to allow the institution to come on board and kind of remove that uncertainty? Yes, I think we've enjoyed over the last um, six years a growing confidence and it would be our experience that most times if we invite a regulator and an institution and potentially a reg tech company to sit on a panel, there are generally no issues. And we have, you know, through the programs that we run, we bring in all sectors of the ecosystem and they're all quite willing to contribute now. And so I do see this as a very positive, a very positive thing going forward. We spoke about uncertainty in regulation. The next key thing is innovation. So you were at the events, you saw the innovation that I know Vermeer doing and working with partners. So in terms of collaborating and innovating, you're seeing that a lot more now. And a lot more people are starting to kind of open their arms and say, look, let's work together. How are you seeing that amongst your organization and you know your member bodies as well? Yeah, so I think, you know, there's a lot of fear around the word innovation sometimes. And, and I think I said yesterday at the conference that innovation is simply problem solving and change management. And I think what is really important about innovation for institutions in particular is that they need to be completely internally aligned. So they have to agree on what is the problem that they're trying to solve. And then all parts of the institution need to come together. It's no good just for risk and compliance people to make that decision. It has to be IT. It has to be procurement. It has to be legal and a number of other 
areas need to come together. So they really need to be aligned. And what we are starting to see is some great signs around that. In our experience, we've done some really interesting things with some financial institutions where we've done uh, some lunch and learns over a period of a month where the association has brought in some practitioners to come and talk to risk and compliance personnel around innovation and some ideas on how they can be more embracing of innovation. And we've also run showcase programs and lots of other things to get people genuinely excited about something beyond a spreadsheet. Yeah, spreadsheets. <laughs> we were the greatest reg tech tool yeah, of all time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we had that in the conference. Where if AI would remove the use of Excel, and uh, it was resounding no. <laughs> yes. um, just, um, I mean, we very were at your um, events in the summer. Um, in London that you hosted and and like you said there was a lot of collaboration there a lot of innovation a lot of member bodies presenting so it was it was a very open event how do you see that kind of playing out now because you know the London event was great and it was all different industries that came together and that that was you know the problem is similar you know every industry I mean I focused in we're focused in banking right so I got we know my problem but actually that problem is very similar to another industry Yes. And it's bringing those cross industries together, which was a glimpse of what we saw at your events. And are you seeing that more now? Very definitely. I'm predicting that government will be probably the second largest buyer of reg tech um, in the world. And we saw that play out during the pandemic, where many governments did not have an adequate way of being able to identify uh, people to get them much needed relief during the pandemic. And so it was a pressure point, and I can uh, certainly see uh, in my home country of Australia that the government is very focused on digital identity because it's the point that you enter the trust mechanism or not, as the case may be. And so RegTech becomes really important from a digital identity perspective, and also it can just smooth the path for citizens across all kinds of things, things like gun registries, domestic violence and family protection registries. And so the list goes on. So the the future for RegTech could actually be quite profound and very uh, far-reaching, and we are starting to see that. Um, within the UK, I will be addressing about 20 to 30 uh, cross-sector regulators this week because there is a genuine desire and appetite for RegTech, and previously they didn't have a way of coming together to share where they were at because that's one of the other things. They're they're all sitting in their little silos and creating their own technology and they hadn't identified with RegTech because it was seen to be something that was only for financial services. So I think the future looks pretty bright, actually. Fantastic. For people that are not members of the RTA, what would you say to them? I think it's great for you to come along and try before you buy. Most of our programs are all free to attend. We have helped literally hundreds and hundreds of companies so far. We've had 19,000 people from more than 85 countries attend our programs, which means that our members and only our members are allowed to present within those um, programs. And so this potentially means that they are reaching new audiences that they may not have been able to get on their own steam because people come to us because we're independent. So I would say 
If you're not members, register on the mailing list, come and attend some of the events, and then when the time's right, fill in that application and you'll go straight on our directory and you'll have the right to present and participate in a whole range of things um, that we do, including uh, contribute to our research and all kinds of very uh, cool stuff. Yeah, I highly recommend it because I know we did in the summer as well. So, um, yeah, definitely great event. What does the future look like for you in the perfect world, next 12 months? How do you see it playing out? Well, when we started six years ago, we always had a global goal in mind. I think the pandemic got in the way a little bit. But what the next 12 to 18 months is going to hold is we have rebranded our in-person conference, which was previously only held in Sydney. Now, that doesn't work for a variety of reasons now, as we are now pivoting to helping the industry globally. So the next 12 months, we'll really see us running some key events in London, in New York, Washington, DC, and in Sydney to serve the APAC market. We will be less about doing huge, big events and more smaller, more bespoke and tailored programs in each of those places. And we want that to become our hallmark going forward. We don't need 200 people in the room. We just need 30 of the right people in the room. So it's about navigating that and trying to give our members as much value as possible. But really the big the big goal now is to help as many global companies as possible be able to connect with RegTech. Deborah, can I say a massive thank you for being a keynote at our events this year. And thank you for taking time to being on this podcast. And hopefully we won't fall in when we walk off the boat. <laughs> oh, no, hopefully we don't fall in. <laughs> We've got to get off that way, not that, that way, way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll make sure we go the right way. <laughs> yes, indeed. Thank you very much uh, for having me. It was an honour yesterday and fantastic to be here with you uh, today. Thank you. Thank you.